0: AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Hey, God bless you guys. Hey, listen, I got a powerful, powerful scope. I want to talk to you today about masturbation and masturbation must go. God has given me a powerful powerful teaching. Listen, I'm on that stuff today. And I've been literally digging in the scriptures to answer this question concerning the sin or the potential flesh flesh um uh, fleshly pattern on uh, masturbation. All right. So today I'm going to wrestle with you today. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to dialogue into the word today. I got my Bible with me today. Amen. And we're going to dig in to heavy, deep, revelatory insight and wisdom, supernatural wisdom. Okay. Is masturbation a sin? Can masturbation be found or outlined uh within the pages of Sola Scriptura, which is the Bible, um, which is the uh, infallible word of the living God. And the Bible is the sole authority for all faith and conduct. If you are an orthodox kingdom or Christian or evangelical believer, we hold to the tenets of this Bible. Can we actually find masturbation uh, in the wording um, outlined in scripture? And I'm going to tell you, and you don't have to agree with me. Here's the great thing about today is that we don't, we don't have to agree 100%. I'm just going to give you what I have found, and I'm going to show you what I see. And then we're going to dialogue and see what we could come up with together. But the word masturbation cannot, the word and the sin of masturbation cannot be found by grammatical wording in the Bible, but you will find the word emission. Write that down. Emission. You're going to find the word emission. All right. E-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. Now I want you to focus on that word emission because notice how the word mission is in there. Your seed has a mission, but Maybe we'll get into that in part two. So the word masturbation, let's just outline, let's just really get into this. The word masturbation, for those of you uh, Hebrew, Greek, and those of you that like to get caught up with linguistics, you're not going to find the word, the actual word uh, masturbation outlined by the word. Just like you're not going to find the word Trinity in the Bible. But we see the Trinity. You're not going to find Bible. In the word, in the Bible So these are just terms that we use And we have embraced to identify a particular pattern or sin Now watch this You're not going to find the sin of masturbation Outlined with a commandment or a law Where you will find this And write this down Is the sin of masturbation can be found Within the spirit of the law Not the letter of the law. Did you catch that? Using the whole issue between Judah's sons and him throwing the seed on the floor and God striking him. God was not striking him, uh, Judah's sons, because he threw uh, his emission on the floor and God was letting us know that he is anti-masturbation. No, God struck him. Because he was not following God's protocol with maintaining the brother's name. When a brother died or when a man died bearing no children, the brother was supposed to continue the name and the legacy of the family. So when the son of Judah... Took his emission and threw it on the floor. What he was actually putting in danger was the name of the name of uh, and the descendants of Judah. Because why? Because very simple. The Messiah was going to come through the sons and the tribe of Judah. Did you catch this? Hey, listen. Did you catch what I just said? It wasn't masturbation. That God was angry at when he killed the sons of Judah. It was because the Messiah was supposed to be of the lineage of Judah. Did you catch it? That's the reason why it was not masturbation. Alright, so with that being said, that throws that one out the window. Alright, because many believers and legalistic brethren use that. As the catalyst to be against masturbation That is not the catalyst Actually to say that that story is against masturbation Is to be unexegetical to the text The reason why God killed them Was because the Messiah was to be one of the descendants of Judah Through given through a prophetic word You can read this Genesis 49 uh, Where Uh, Where um, Jacob began to prophesy And began to decree and to declare That through one of the descendants of Judah A scepter will arise who will rule all the nations And you guys get the messianic prophecies Alright, so let's just kind of throw that out the window When it comes to using that out of context uh, To be a sledgehammer to go against uh, the sin of masturbation Alright, so the letter of the law You cannot find in the letter of the law, you will not find the sin of masturbation or rather masturbation as a sin. But you will find it within the spirit of the law. Write that in the chat room. The spirit of the law. Let me give you an example. Getting tattoos. Did you catch it? You might find one or two commandments and kind of like that, but that might not be enough. You see what I'm saying? So, um... Where do we find that it can be immensely wrong? It's in the spirit of the law. Let's go even a step further. You don't find in the New Testament the topic of tithing. You don't find it. But Stop saying that you do. Do you see what I'm saying? I know many believers who don't tithe and are immensely blessed. There have been times that I couldn't tithe. And I'm blessed. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, I do tithe, but I don't tithe as the result of a commandment or a curse. I tithe as a result of honor. Did you catch it? Because the spirit of the law motivates me to tithe. Did you catch it? So there is a great distinction between the letter of the law... And the spirit of the law The spirit of the law is this Where the Holy Spirit and you Work on your conscience Did you catch it? Work on your conscience And even though there's no commandment To really outline Whether this is a sin or not The honor factor And your spirit and the Holy Spirit Connect with the spirit of the law And you don't do it Not because there's a commandment You don't do it because you know And you sense That it's not right to do. Did you catch it? All right. Now watch this. The the second thing I want to say is this. And I'm going to give you the 12 step. But let's just kind of break this down. Okay. Watch this. The second thing that I need for you to understand is this. That there are, according to scripture, I'm going to give you these scriptures, degrees of sin. There are degrees of sin. Every sin is not the same. That's not what the Bible says. That's what the Catholic Church has told us. Did you catch what I just said? There are degrees of sin. Watch this. Read this in your own time. James chapter 5. In James chapter 6, it says there is a sin that leads to death and there is a sin that doesn't lead to death. It's outlined in the epistles that there is a sin that leads to death. James is telling you there is a sin that leads to death. And then he says, there are sins that don't lead to death. Did you catch that? Do you want You could look this up within the scriptures and in your concordance. Read it. There are sins that lead to eternal damnation. And then there are sins that do not lead to eternal damnation. Let's look at this. Well, what does Jesus say? Very simple. When he was sharing with the apostles that someone uh, was going to betray him, he used this word. The one who betrays me has the greater sin. Did you catch that? You can look this up in your biblical concordances. Jesus said, the one who betrays me is guilty of the greater sin. He uses the word greater. Did you catch it? So Jesus does not equate every sin within the same degree. Every sin is not on the same degree. So let me be the first to tell you that masturbation does not lead you to hell. Sexual perversion does. Masturbation does not. Lead you to hell Because then we're all going to go to hell Because many of us In within our Christian experiences uh, When we were not married And we were trying to maintain holiness We messed up All of us About 95% of us Messed up in this area When you first got saved Did you catch it? And God loved you And God pushed you And the Holy Spirit motivated you And the Holy Spirit told you Don't give up So let's just Let's just, let's just address this right now. Masturbation does not lead you to hell. Just like getting a tattoo don't lead you to hell. Now, it does reveal a symptom of a deeper problem. Did you catch it? Sexual perversion leads you to hell. Fornication is a transgression, but masturbation is a sin. Sin is the direct result of unintentional disobedience As the result of sinful nature Transgression is willful disobedience and violation to the law of God you didn't just wake up in the bed with someone, did you catch it you chose to fornicate but when you masturbate sometimes is the direct result of what we're going to be teaching today, it can be a mixture of a bunch of stuff Now, now watch this, masturbation is wrong, it is wrong but it does not lead to hell so do me a favor, stop condemning people to hell with That because we don't find it But it does reveal the root Of a deeper sexual Problem that's within their Heart so do me a favor let's Remove the condemnation but it Does open the door To the flesh and to demon spirits we're gonna get into that. All right. What does the Bible say concerning masturbation? Turn with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. Am I talking good? And let me just first say this: You don't have to agree with me, but we are wrestling with this in the scriptures. All right. Now, if if they taught you all sin is in the same level, you do you, boo. You do you. You do you. But I know what Bible says, and I know what red letter says. Jesus said greater sin. James said sin that leads to death and sin that does not lead to death Masturbation is part of the category of the sin that does not lead to eternal damnation But being in a state of fornication and sexual perversion is a sin that leads unto death And if you die like that you're going to go to hell Period. And that's another topic for another day. Am I talking good? Let's get into the scriptures before my good theologians break out in a rash and and try to call me a heretic because they're really mad about deliverance and they're just using this. And finally, we got them on something. But let's kind of get into this in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Let's look at chapter 7, verse 1. Am I talking good? Now watch this. I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation of the Bible. You guys can follow me in the good old 1611. Catch that revelation later. All right, look what it says. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. And let us work towards complete holiness because we fear God. Did you catch that? Look what it says Because we have these promises So watch this The premise for our sanctification Is not fear of hell the promise for our sanctification is predicated upon. We have the promises. For all the promises of God in Him are yea and amen. Let's go even a step. Let's go even uh, a, a, a step further with this. Look what it says. It says, "Dear friends, Second uh, Peter chapter one also says God has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness." Did you catch it? So God has imparted unto us partakers of His divine nature. Which means you can resist Not for fear of hell But because the seed of God I felt that one The seed of God dwells within you You are partakers of his divine nature Have I not said ye are gods? I'm going to leave that one alone Before you get even more mad at me Look what it says Therefore, dear friends Not sinners It says dear friends But it says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Watch this. So masturbation is found in the word filthiness. And filthiness of what? Watch this. It doesn't make you filthy in the spirit. Masturbation is filthiness of the flesh. Filthiness Of the human body. You are defiling your own body. Did you catch it? There's a distinction. Filthiness of the spirit. We just read it. Look what it says. So masturbation can be found as filthiness of the flesh. Which means it defiles your body. Not your spirit. But what I tell you is. Watch this. But watch this. The spirit realm cannot enter the body Without human permission So masturbation It doesn't defile your spirit But it opens a door to a demon That can defile your spirit Mm, I feel the anointing on this thing Alright, the second reason Why uh, masturbation is wrong Because it's the filthiness of the flesh Is because Matthew chapter 6 Says in order to self-gratify, did you catch it? To self-gratify this particular sin, it requires you to lust in your heart. Did you catch it? Jesus said that if you look at a woman, you have already committed adultery in your heart. Heart. So watch this. So watch this. So when you masturbate, it requires you to fantasize about another individual. And to lust after them Now I'm not talking about masturbation within the context of marriage That's a whole other topic for a whole other scope I'm talking about those of you that are not married Those of you that are single And those of you that, you know, whatever the case may be Now watch this So number two, the reason why it it becomes a problem Is because in order to fulfill And reach the climax of self-gratification in this area It requires you to violate Matthew chapter six, where Jesus said, "When you look at a woman and lust, lust, lust—not the looking, the lusting." Do you see? I say, "You have already committed adultery in the heart." So watch this. So the so the masturbation is the filthiness of the flesh, sin not unto death. You lust. Sin unto death. Did you catch it? The lusting, the lusting, opens the door to the sin that leads to death. Not the masturbation part. The lusting part that comes in in order to fulfill the filthiness of the flesh. Did you catch it? All right. Watch this. Number three. Let me just kind of throw this stuff out here. Watch this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. 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 Look at this. Uh, masturbation is not the substitute for fornication. Let that one sink in. For all my single folk. Hey, hey, they're struggling because you're burning you know, I'm not one of those pastors that take two people and say, well, if you're going to burn, get married. You know, I got a famous phrase in my church. I say burn, 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 burn. I don't care if you're messed up one together. Some of you are just not meant to be married. No burn, burn out. Do I don't know what you say, but I, just because you're messed up doesn't mean I have to marry you. Did you catch it? I'd say burn and just keep burning <laughs> until Jesus come because I'd rather you burn and be messing up there than marry someone and you're miserable. Because you want to close the door to sin. Did you catch it? Now watch this. Masturbation is not, is not the substitute for marriage. Let me give you a reason why. Because you can get married and still struggle with masturbation. Did you catch it? Ah. Masturbation is the symptoms of a deeper problem that's deeper within there. Listen, just because you get married, listen, and every married person will tell you this, you could still be married and still lust. Did you catch it? So 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 all my preachers that are watching me, I, I get it, I get it. You love the Lord and you don't want to lose your anointing and your glory and you don't want to be an Ichabod prophet and you don't want to be an Ichabod apostle, but you got this, you got this sexual perversion thing going on and wet dreams and incubus and succubus and all this stuff. So you have you can't control yourself, so so I'm just gonna give myself over uh to, to masturbation so I won't, you know, so I won't for you know, so I won't fornicate. You know, so masturbation is not. The substitute for uh, fornication It is wrong (laughs) It's still wrong It's still wrong Now watch this Next point I want to teach you is So then where does masturbation And what category can masturbation fall in? Now I'm going to give you the 12 steps But let's identify this thing So then where does masturbation And what category does it fall into? Now this is going to shock you This is going to shock you And you don't have to agree with me on this And I'm telling you That I'm not absolute on this point But I'm exploring this I'm exploring this next point That I'm going to tell you I genuinely believe And I am persuaded And it's highly plausible Through my speculation As I line upon line Precept upon precept That I believe that masturbation Falls within the category of gluttony y'all not ready for that? I believe that masturbation falls within the category of gluttony. That's what I genuinely believe. Why? Because gluttony is not about the food. It's about self-gratification. Did you catch it? You keep thinking gluttony is food. Gluttony is not food. It is self-gratification. It is it is idolatry towards the human body. Did you catch it? Ah, oh, this is good stuff. All right, all right. So I'm gonna leave it there because I haven't fully explored that, but I see it hidden within there. All right, let's keep going. All right, next point is uh, masturbation sabotages God's original plan. Why? Because uh, uh, this uh climax feeling that we get when we reach that and the only reason I'm not gonna use some big words and sexual words or whatever the case may be all right let's just use it for the sake because I'm dealing with mature people um the context from which you and I receive what is called professionally an orgasm all right oh, I hate having to use that word because uh, people you know people act up or whatever the case may be but just for the sake of the of the class please excuse the vulgarness of me having to even use that word. All right, now watch this. God designed that feeling to be held and fulfilled within the context of marriage. Now, the only reason it bothers me is because I grew up, uh, or rather I come from legalistic storefront churches where we didn't talk about this, so I'm still detoxing from that stuff. All right, now watch this. God designed... That feeling, that Adorfamine feeling and that feeling of ecstasy and climax to be experienced between two human species within the context of marriage. Doing it alone is a, it distorts. It distorts and sabotages God's original design for that. All right, now watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, watch this. Number, next point, next point. And then I'm gonna give you the 12 things of how to get free, all right? Uh, okay, look at this. Masturbation is a distortion of the symbol of the marriage institution between Christ and the church. Remember, marriage is a symbol between a, between what? A man and his wife, Christ and the church, who, who come in covenant with one another. Masturbation, watch this, me, does this. You get the satisfaction of marriage, sexual intimacy with no commitment. It's the symbol. It's the symbol of getting the gratification of sexual intimacy without the covenant, without commitment. Did you catch that? I'm going to leave that one alone uh, because I'm still exploring that. All right, next thing. The next reason why I know that masturbation And last point is is wrong is because how come everybody that does it ends up feeling guilt and shame? If if masturbation was so right because there's no verse to outline it, then why do people feel guilty? It's not religion because even people in kingdom, because you know us kingdom folk, I don't see the scripture, I'm going to do it. How come even when you do it, you feel guilty? Why? Because there's something wrong in the spirit of the law, and what it does is that opens the door to guilt and shame. All right, get your pads and pens. We're gonna get into it. Let me give you uh, the twelve. The twelve ways you uh, you can get you can get uh, set free uh, from. Ah, uh, masturbating. Number one is this. How do you begin the process of your freedom in this? Let me ask you this: Are you being blessed, guys? Listen, this this is some good stuff, man. I got so much, and I'm releasing. To, I'm releasing this to you because, hey, listen, that many of you watching me right now, you haven't told nobody. You haven't even told your spiritual father or your covering. You're struggling with masturbation. You're strug- You have to be. You have to be struggling with masturbation because this world is inundated with pornography everywhere and even soft porn, Facebook, TV, you're inundated. And if you're not married, I guarantee you, you're struggling with lust, struggling with lust uh, somewhere. All right, now watch this, watch this. Number one, number one, write this down. James chapter five, verse 16. The first thing you have to do uh, to begin the process of your freedom from masturbation is this. Is confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The first level is find somebody that you trust and tell them. Get the secret out in the open. I listen, the power of confession Is literally 25% of your deliverance. Demons love secrets. Find somebody that you trust and confess your faults. Notice how it didn't say your transgressions. It says confess your faults. And then it says pray for one another that you may be healed. So number one is this. You need to tell somebody. You need to call. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes that somebody's not your pastor. Some pastors are not prepared to handle masturbation. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Some pastors don't know how to handle masturbation because their biblical institutes, let me tell you something, I did five years of Bible school. I'm a graduate. I'm a graduate of a prestigious uh, Pentecostal biblical institute. And I'm telling you, not one class in five years on the. On lust, not one. Good doctrine, dogma, uh, eschatology, you know, uh, the fundamentals, nothing on lust. Nothing, 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 nothing. So most pastors are ill-equipped, ill-equipped to handle, all right? But you find somebody that you do trust and you honest and say, I need to tell you something, I'm struggling with masturbation. And watch how the demon of secrecy Will leave your life immediately. Immediately. Number two, number second point. So, somebody write in the chat room. Number one is confess your faults. (laughs) Write it in the chat room. Number two, number two is this: seek the truth about masturbation. And what do I mean by that? Is educate yourself on this thing. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because many believers have a faulty view about masturbation. Some of them actually don't believe it's this. They are real Christians. bona fide believers, spirit-filled, that genuinely believe in their worldview and paradigm that there's absolutely nothing wrong with masturbation. I'm here to tell you that there is something wrong. Seek the truth You can't get delivered What you don't think You need to get delivered from Just like The average homosexual Doesn't think that The devil is part of anything uh, Within homosexuality But we know any better We But we know better you know, See what I'm saying? So you need to seek the truth About this And I'm telling you as a validated voice, an apostolic voice for deliverance, that masturbation is wrong and it is a sin within the spirit of the law and the Bible. And there is a demon of masturbation, but I'm not going to deal with that today. All right. So number two is this. Find out the truth about uh, this uh, display of fleshly behavior. All right. Number three, seek deliverance. Do, listen to me, do whatever you have to do. If you got to get on a plane and fly out to a conference or fly out to meet up with a man or woman of God that does deliverance, do whatever you have to do to get delivered. Seek deliverance at all costs. Seek deliverance at all costs. Number four Number four Am I talking good? Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 58 I love this You're gonna love this Isaiah chapter 58 uh, Verse 6 Isaiah 58 verse 6 Let me read this to you Number four is Fasting You need to crucify Listen And render powerless Your flesh Through fasting Fasting Watch this, Isaiah chapter 58, look what it says in verse 6. Look what it says, let me read this. Let me read this to you. Look what it says. It says, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. To free those who are wrongly imprisoned, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free, watch this, and remove the chains that bind people. So fasting breaks the chains. Why? Because you're starving. Watch this. You begin to starve the desires and the passions of your body. You are dismantling your flesh. You're breaking the yoke of human sinful nature. When you fast, there is deliverance there. The Bible says, and your light will come forth speedily like the rays of the sun in the morning, Isaiah 58. So fasting dismantles the flesh and breaks the desires of your sinful fleshly nature. Nothing will render your flesh more powerless than a good old turn your plate upside down and get on a raw Listen to me, not this, unless you're on medication. Nothing will break the flesh more um, than a good old water fast. This stuff about just fruits and salads, nah, that's that's gluttony, still trying to get us to eat Unless you are on medication, now if you are on medication for high blood pressure, diabetes uh, Or you got some some kind of uh, terminal illness that requires you to take medication, baby Then you ask the Holy Spirit to show you how to fast In line with your medication Don't be going on a roll Talking about the Lord Want me to fast on my medication Baby you might die You might die Take your meds And then find a way to fast Juice fast Veggie fast No meat fast Whatever the case may be Just find a way Find a way Find a way Alright Now if God calls you To do a straight up All out No water Dry fast You do you You do you For there will be a Impartation of glory to help you fast according to the way the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Okay, number five, number five, number five is clean your eye gates and your ear gates. Matthew chapter five, verse 29 says, write that down. Matthew chapter five, verse 29 says, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. If your ear causes you to sin, cut it off. Did you catch it? Sometimes, God, if you, if you struggle with lust, let me tell you that. Let me, I'm going I'm to share this with you and you're not going to like it. God's going to require you to give up TV and give up secular music. I'm going to let that one sink in. But I'm speaking to you apostolically a great percentage of your lust problem is because you still listen to secular music. I'm going to be honest with you, and I can say this with you, I uh, hear with a clear conscience, I don't watch TV. Not because I don't, I'm not legalistic. It's because because of the ministry that I have of deliverance, I want my eye gates clean. You know, I think the last movie, I'm went i not saying that going to the movies is a sin. I I went to the movies. I went to go see Black Panther and I enjoyed the movie. Don't get religious and throw out all the TVs and throw out my computer. That's legalism, man. But I would tell you this, is God, the Holy Spirit will tell you, I don't want you watching TV no more. I don't want you on Facebook anymore. I want you to give up R&B. See, you're not ready for this, man, because you like this good, feel-good Christianity. Listen, man, and it's not old school. That's Bible, man. God's going to tell you, give up that R&B, give up that hip-hop, give up that stuff, give up that whatever the case may be. I don't want you listening to it. So clean your ear gates, clean your eye gates. Why? Because you don't want to open the door to incubus and succubus. All right, number six. The number six point is this. Read the word. Spend time in the scriptures. Did you catch it? Spend time in the scriptures and stop reading them romance novels. Let that one sink in. Stop reading romance novels. Read the greatest romance novel that there has ever been of a love relationship between the God of the universe and his creation, human beings. You need to develop a good reading the Bible work ethic. Get into the scriptures I read three chapters a day Without fail Not because I'm a preacher But because I need my daily diet I read three chapters a day I read one in the Old Testament One in the New Testament And then I stay within the poetic books of the Bible Which means uh, the Proverbs Ecclesiastes Song of Solomon Because I'm getting the multi-dimension of God The 3 the threefold power of God Father, Son, Holy Spirit Abraham, Isaac, Jacob 30, 60, 100-fold Miracles, signs, wonders Peter, James John, I could keep going. Did you catch that? Past, present, future. Ah. All right. Read the word. All right. Number seven is this Develop intimacy with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Develop intimacy with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Let me keep going. Number eight is seek professional. Counseling, if that's on your heart to do. Seek professional counseling. If that's on your heart to do, seek professional counseling. If the Holy Spirit doesn't put that on your heart, you don't have to do it, all right? Because the Holy Spirit is our counselor. All right. But I'd say some of you need to go get some professional help from a good Christian counselor that's well balanced in both psychology and in the scriptures. All right. Because sometimes we need some help along the way. All right. Look at this. Number nine. You're going to love this one. Pray extensively daily in tongues. You need to get on your Ikororobo Shandai stuff. And that's why I said, eat kodobo shandai. <laughs> you need to pray in tongues. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says, The Spirit of God helps us in our weaknesses by praying for us according to. To the will of God Watch this Which means you need to stop praying I'll share this with you For the year of 2016 True story You want to know why I ended up going to the nations And going to this next level And I came out of nowhere It's because for the year of 2016 The whole year I prayed in tongues an hour every day And watch this I didn't pray in English For the whole year of 2016 True story For the year of 2016, I only prayed in tongues the whole year. I didn't pray in English at all. Only time I prayed in English is when people asked me to pray for them. But in my devotional for the whole year, for the whole year, I prayed in tongues. I wasn't praying. So much so that in 2017, in 2017, um, I couldn't turn the button off now in 2018. I'm getting back to praying in English again because the Bible says if you pray in tongues, pray in understanding and ask for God to interpret. All right. So pray in uh, pray in tongues. That's number nine. Number eight is seek professional counseling. Number seven is intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Number 10, number 10, number 10. Do you pray in Spanish? No, I don't. Actually, I don't pray in Spanish at all. Like I don't I don't get ministered to. And I'm Puerto Rican. and I'm Latino. Spanish is just not really my way to connect with God. Now, I minister in Spanish and I could do that effectively and I love it. But my God doesn't speak to me in Spanish. He speaks to me in English and he speaks to me in Ebonics. You'll catch that one later. He speaks to me in straight up ghetto, like, "What what up, son? I ain't feeling this, man. You ain't spending time with me. What's up with that?" Like that's how he talks to me. And whatever, that's my relationship with Jesus. All right. Now watch this. Number ten. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is what. This is what keeps me holy. Is this that I understand? Number ten is this: the power of one. Man, I understand in my life the power of one, which means I know me that if I do it one time, I will lose control. So every time I get feeling to mess up in something, I always go, "No, no, 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 Alex, don't do it. Don't do it because if you do it one time, you know. That you're going to lose control. I don't know about y'all. Maybe you guys are are more stronger than me. But I know me. I know me. I know Pagani. If I do it once. Anything. I'm built like that. If I do it once. And I cross the threshold of the fear of the Lord. You can forget about it. You can forget about it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to keep doing it. So I. Have within your mind. The power of one And be zealous To maintain yourself In that place of I'm not even going to entertain this Not even one time Alright Number 11 That's number 10 Two more and then I'm out of your way guys Because I got to go And it's late. Number 11 And this one's going to bless you Hebrews chapter 7 I'm going to give you a revelation That I'm hesitant to give you Because I ain't going to lie, I I don't want nobody to steal this revelation. (laughs) I'm being honest with you, I I haven't released this revelation to the body of Christ, because I don't want nobody to take it. (laughs) True story. But I'm going to give it to you, because I love you. And it's this, ask Jesus to pray for you. Y'all not ready for that. Jesus is your intercessor. Hebrews 7. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, Pagani, you guys see my videos. I ain't scared of nobody. I touch an anointed real fast and nothing will happen to me. And I know that. So I got to be catching myself, man. I got to be like, Yo, Alex, calm down. And sometimes I can't. Because sometimes the foolishness that I see some of you five-fold and evangelicals, I'll be like, yo, yo, y'all see that sin? Ain't nobody gonna say something? I'm gonna say something. So I gotta be catching myself and I don't, I I don't got the strength. I don't got the strength. Pagani's not strong enough to maintain and handle Pagani. So you know what I do? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna tell you what I do. I cry out to my intercessor and I say, Jesus, I don't have the strength to pray for myself right now because I'm going to go at this person and I'm not going to care. And you're still going to bless me and I'll ask you to forgive me later. And I say, Jesus, my intercessor and great high priest, I need you to pray for me right now. Can you pray for me, Lord? And I heard, the, I heard Jesus one day. Tell me, I will pray for you, son, right now. And I'm telling you what I know. That thing, of, I'm a, that clap back, New York Bronx. I ain't scared at what I say. I'll call you out by name, whatever. I'm a zealot Nazarite, whatever, leaves me instantly. No, listen, it leaves me. You want to know why? Because at that moment, I'm calling on my great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And I'm asking him, Lord, I really need you right now because I'm an act a fool. And I'm going to mess up what you're doing in my life online. And I don't want to mess it up. And immediately, Jesus delivers the man of God, and I feel it leaving within seconds. I feel it going, and I go, and the Holy Spirit, and Jesus told me this one day, my church has not tapped into asking me to pray for them, because they're too busy trying to show me that they can pray for themselves. Well, maybe you can pray for yourself, this Bronx boy, former stickup kid, did six years in prison. Had a true apostolic conversion in prison. I have days that I can't, cause I don't come from church, and I ain't scared of church people. I'm not scared of church folk. You guys are scared of church folk. I ain't scared of Christians. Let me say that again. I'm not scared of Christians. So I gotta be like, Lord, please help me. And Jesus. So if you feel If you feel That you can't pray For your freedom In masturbating Ask Jesus To pray for you Jesus I ask you now That you would touch Every person that's watching this broadcast Lord give them that revelation That you gave me So that they can after today Begin to ask you To let you function as their priest. Jesus, touch every person now that's watching. In your name. And watch this. Number 12. Number 12 is this. Keep yourself in a loving environment. Even if nobody knows that you're struggling with that sin. Because some of us don't have the privilege To be in an environment where you could tell someone that you're struggling with that. But I would say this, if you get freedom somewhere else, you don't have to leave your church. Find a loving church and a loving environment where you could serve while God secretly helps you get free. Listen, find a church. The Holy Spirit is Pro church and pro relationship and pro community. Listen, even if nobody in your church is fivefold, man, it don't mean you leave that church. You just you don't need a fivefold Christian. You just need a believer where two or three are gathered in His name. Now, I'd say find a fivefold kingdom apostolic and prophetic church because I love it. But, hey, every city don't have that. Find a good church. Hey, listen to me. Internet is not enough church. You need to get your butt to a fellowship. I don't care if there's no church in your city that moves in kingdom. Find the closest thing to your tribe and to your church. Or how about this? If you don't want to join uh, another church because they're not like your your particular covering. Then I'm gonna tell you something. Then ask the Lord to supply you money. Move to where your spiritual parents are and join their church. Relocate. 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 Because this stay home stuff, yeah, it's not what God is doing. Then just relocate. Go move wherever your spiritual parents are and join them and join their ministry. Alright. Hey, listen. God bless you guys. My name is Alexander Pagani. I'm the lead pastor of an amazing church located here in the South Bronx, NYC, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle. Hey, I'm an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ to the revelation of deliverance. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN.